0: it's 11 minutes before the hour you're listening to raven radio kcaw in sitka today is friday september 15th 2023 i'm Catherine klusmeyer with raven news candidates for sitka assembly gathered on wednesday for their first forum to discuss issues important to sitkins and how they'd govern if elected the Sitka Chamber of Commerce sponsored the Midday Forum during its weekly meeting, questions mostly centered around the workforce and the cost of living in Sitka. Moderator Rachel Roy asked Assemblymember J.J. Carlson how the Assembly could approach Sitka's housing shortage. She said there's no short answer, but it would start with community input. I think
1: approach should, should be listening or to really gather what's going on in the community and
2: there's so many good ideas that can come from community involvement. I've got some good eyes on this. My eyes are just one, one point of view. And it's a complex problem, so it's going to be a complex solution.
0: Candidates were also asked about improving access to childcare. Like housing, Sitka has long documented shortage with sizable waiting lists at local daycares. Candidate Austin Cranford said he wasn't against the city subsidizing child care in some way. We can, we can subsidize
1: child care if we need to. We can afford to hire a water two extra people in order to take care of another 20 or 20 extra kids. So I don't think a little bit of money now from the city or from the state or even from the federal government towards our child care systems is going to harm us in the long run. I think it would be a net benefit overall.
0: Candidate Scott Saline wasn't sure if the Assembly could have much influence over the cost of living, job creation, or childcare in Sitka. But he did think there was something the Assembly could do about energy, establish an electric committee.
3: The electrical committee would be an educational aspect that would keep track of maintenance that gets slacking when you go through so many directors. And everybody wants to have, I guess, the terminology of a sexy project instead of just taking care of Grass tax, and then that's why we end up with an infrastructure that we're dealing with now.
0: Scott, Celine, Austin Crawford, and J.J. Carlson are three of the candidates running for the three open terms on the Sitka Assembly. A fourth candidate, Tim Pike, was unable to participate in this event. Their chamber forum was the first of several opportunities for voters to hear from candidates and ask questions. You can listen to the full forum on our website at kcaw.org. And KCAW will host two election forums next week with all the candidates for the Assembly and the Sitka School Board. If you have a question for the candidates, email news at kcaw.org or call 747-5879. The Sitka School District is trying to get the ball rolling again on its strategic plan, but there's not agreement yet over what the ball is. Educators and school board members met Wednesday night to pick up the threads of a planning process that had just begun when it was interrupted by the pandemic in 2020. The group decided that the first task now was to reassess some of that work and decide what's achievable in the near term, KCAW's Robert Wolsey reports.
3: Strategic planning doesn't sound like the most exciting topic, but you can't argue with the results. Sitka's Wuchin Preschool emerged from strategic planning, so did the emphasis on student emotional health that saw the district put a trained counselor in every building. Have you been enjoying city league basketball or volleyball? Sitka's Parks and Recreation Office was an idea that came out of strategic planning after district budget cuts forced the closure of a very popular community schools program. At the first meeting of 2023, there were no concrete ideas on the table. The planning process had not got that far in 2020. Instead, there were six broad goals like we will identify strategies to close learning gaps or we will strengthen culturally responsive programming each one of those goals had five or six action plans assistant superintendent Deidre jensen in her first year in the district stepped into the role of facilitator and invited many of the district staff who worked on the plan before the pandemic to come back and refocus
2: if you are juggling so many balls there's going to be ones that drop or you're just you're you're doing so many jobs you're not going to really do any of them well so i think that is a good question which ones are our priorities and How do we decide those priorities?
3: The number one goal of the district for at least two decades has been to close the learning gap, the difference in achievement between different student demographics, the most glaring being the difference between Native and non-Native student populations. There was consensus that the other five goals were all indirectly related to this one, like a Venn diagram of circles and arrows. Sitka High math teacher Ryan Meyer said that the results of strategic planning should be quantifiable. You cannot have an intelligent conversation about how any of these things go if you don't know where you were, and you have no way of measuring where you're going. So I would say, like, I'm very happy to pick the three or four things or whatever we want to do, but it has to start with where are we now, what do we have, and then... What is success going to look like? The conversation touched briefly on the cost of implementing new programs, both in actual money and in human resources. Former Assistant Superintendent Sarah Ferency, who is now the Education Director for the Sitka tribe, observed that education research had demonstrated that success often meant trade-offs.
2: And what they actually found is that if you implement something a little, you get nothing. If you implement something medium, you get nothing. You really only get results when you fully implement with fidelity and consistency. So it really is prioritization and focusing and focusing all of your resources, your human resources, your financial resources. Um, And that does mean something's going to have to go away, which is very difficult in public schools.
3: Tim Pike agreed. In addition to teaching in the Career and Technical Education program at the high school, Pike sits on the Sitka Assembly. He thought that strategic planning was really about deciding where to effectively spend money. The strategic plan is also to derive resources in a particular direction and and to, to make sure that the financial and human resources go where we need them to go. And, I, and I'll just circle back to what I said before. There's way too many, too much stuff up here for us mm-hmm. to to implement any of this stuff with any sort of thing. And, and, and I think you see that as the result is why we're here now, right? Like it, it's not an implementable plan. Although the school board will sign off on a final strategic plan, it's the district staff and community partners like the tribe and the Sitka Sound Science Center who will make it happen. When the board suggested waiting to move forward until a permanent superintendent had been hired after this transition year, Ferency pushed back, arguing that students themselves were the critical timeline rather than teachers or administrators.
2: We've been in transition for four years now. So the kid who was in kindergarten in 2020-21 is now in third grade, and guess what? Those are the crucial years for learning to read. So if that kid has not learned to read now, and if we every year just say, well, it's a transition year, the average tenure for a superintendent in the state of Alaska is three years.
3: In the end, everyone agreed more discussion was needed to pare down the list to a couple of achievable priorities and implementable action plans. The administration will present a proposed schedule for additional work sessions on strategic planning for the board to adopt at its next regular meeting. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: A wave of infrastructure funding for the Forest Service means Sitka will be getting a new cabin close to town. Alaska was allocated $14 million from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law for new cabins. Last fall, the Forest Service sought public input on what to do with that money. Rebecca Peterman is the Recreation Staff Officer with the Sika Ranger District Office.
1: What was identified on the Sika Ranger District as yeah. having um, the most support was a second road-based cabin. So right now we just have that Stargavin Creek cabin as our only cabin that doesn't require a boat or a plane to get to. So it will be really exciting to have uh, another cabin for folks here locally to use.
0: During the public comment period, some cabin sites suggested included Harbor Mountain and the Herring Cove Trail, but an exact location for the new Forest Service cabin isn't confirmed yet. Peter Rin says they're looking into locations now.
1: This money has been put into an agreement with the National Forest Foundation to manage the construction of these cabins throughout the Tongass. And that agreement is good until 2027. So we know as a maximum we have until 2027. We're hoping to get the
0: site nailed down um,
1: this fall or winter.
0: Once they zero in on the site, they'll begin the design phase and open up opportunities for additional public involvement. Taking a look at our zone weather for today, Friday, September 15th, 2023, we have rain high near 57, south wind around 10 miles per hour, chance of precipitation 100%. For Friday night, we also have rain low around 51, south wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 100%. I'm Katherine Klusmeyer, and this has been Raven News. Good morning.